On today's podcast, we're going to pick up where we left off last week. We started last week talking a little bit about the myth uh, or some of the misconceptions as it relates to uh, cash flows in our businesses. Uh, today, I'm going to pick up on that, and I'm going to focus really just in two, uh, just two reasons as it relates to um, our accounts receivable and how it affects our cash flow. Of course, uh, our businesses are all driven by our revenue, by our sales, by, uh, by essentially what we, we sell, regardless if we're selling widgets, if we're selling some sort of a product, if we're selling real estate, uh, if we are selling a service. As uh, my, I own an accounting firm, and, and, uh, and of course, uh, our revenue is driven by the, the work that we perform. Most of our clients are in the real estate space, and of course, um, much of the uh, sales are driven. They may, uh, they may buy and, and fix and, and sell a property. Others, uh, they may just simply wholesale. Uh, and uh, others may, may rent a property. And so uh, revenue can come in from many uh, different areas. But, of course, our businesses are driven by our, our sales. And in order for our business to survive, as we talked a little bit about uh, last week, cash flow is essential. I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer, right? I have to have cash coming in. I have to have the cash to be able to, to pay my bills, to pay my lenders, uh, to uh, essentially keep my business above water, okay? And, uh, and, and cash flow is basic arithmetic, okay? So, um, of course, there's, we talked about last week, a lot of misconceptions, a lot of misunderstanding as it relates to cash flow. People think that, uh, you know, I have cash flow because I have money in the bank. Okay, and that, uh, that's not uh, necessarily true. Okay, uh, we really need to kind of focus on what is our, our true cash flow. What is the cash flow that belongs to us? Okay, and of course, we can, uh, we can go and get a loan and, uh, and the money hits our bank account and, you know, we have more cash in the bank and we kind of create this emotion like I have some money and we kind of really don't. So measuring cash flow is basic arithmetic, uh, basically looking at what is my cash balance at the end of the month as it relates to the cash balance at the beginning of the month or any sort of period. And of course, I have more cash at the end of the month than I did at the beginning of the month. In theory, I have positive cash flow, but we really kind of need to peel away what is the operational side versus what is cash that belongs to other people to measure uh, what is my true cash flow. Um, so uh, if, uh, if we have positive cash flow, Okay, uh, our business uh, should be improving. If we have negative cash flow, we figure our business is probably moving backwards uh, from a health perspective. Okay, and once again, we're talking about the cash flow that truly belongs to us, not the cash flow that belongs to others. Um, so uh, cash flow increasing, cash flow de- decreasing as it relates to the operational side uh, – can, uh, can be a result of many, many different reasons. Uh, but what I'm going to do today is focus on two of those reasons as it relates specifically to accounts receivable. So uh, this is uh, probably maybe a little bit easier to do if I uh, had a marker board behind me and I was uh, maybe graphing this out a little bit. So I know for, for most of the people that listen to this podcast, uh, you're, you're listening to the audio side. So I'm going to just try to explain this the best that I can. And, and I'm working on the process of writing a book, and I'm going to kind of cr- try to create a little bit more on the visual side uh, once uh, that, uh, that gets published and that gets out there. But I think you probably find resources out there that can kind of create this visual. So I'm going to try to explain it just by using words. Uh, as uh, and, and hopefully can um, uh, in your mind create the visual here. So if you think about the, the timeline that it takes to collect account receivable, and of course uh, most businesses when they uh, when they go through and they bill, uh, generally they have some sort of a timeline that they expect the client to uh, to pay the bill. Okay, uh, as an owner of an accounting firm, uh, we send our invoices out, and most of our invoices are either due on receipt, uh, 15 days or 30 days, depending on the contract we have with our client. 
Okay, uh, but if you think about the timeline that it takes to uh, for your receivables, uh, if for example, if your business only has one month of cash, okay, but it takes two months uh, to collect your receivables, uh, you can see at at some point uh, when you take your receivables, you look at your payables, okay, and if the timeline to collect on your accounts receivable is greater than the timeline of your payables, eventually you are going to run out of cash. Okay, so your, your cash flow is going to dwindle away. And uh, if it's taken you consistently 60 to 90 days to collect on your receivables, but you're constantly trying to keep your, uh, uh, to try to keep your payables up to date, and most of the time our payables are due on a, on a shorter time frame, uh, then uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to run into some issues. Okay, so uh, depending on the spread between our accounts receivable timeline and our accounts payable timeline, profit margins and the amount of cash spent that only hits the balance sheet side will determine how long a, a business can essentially operate. Okay, because uh, we are going to have a lot of cash flow going to be paying down debt. We have cash flow uh, that's going to be uh, uh, that's going out the business. Uh, maybe the owner draws things of that nature, and so we kind of have to take a look at each of these elements. And but bottom line, if we if we are not keeping on top of our receivables, and I'll talk about this a little bit more at the end of the podcast, if we aren't managing our accounts receivable well, and uh, and we aren't taking a look at that frequently, and we aren't managing that, and uh, and we aren't managing our payables well, uh, we are going to run into some issues. So number one, the timeline to collect my accounts receivable is greater than the timeline of payables. Uh, taking uh, the other factors into consideration, eventually my business is going to run out of cash. And I'm going to be looking for I'm going to be looking for other places to go to try to bring cash in to keep my business above water. Secondly, similarly, if it takes months longer to collect on receivables than the timeline to produce a product, uh, so uh, if we think about a a business that has to go through and it has to generate a product, and I don't care if I'm going through and I'm buying real estate, I'm rehabbing real estate, and I'm going to sell real estate, okay, uh, or if I'm uh, creating some sort of a product. Okay, so if I'm going through and I'm taking raw material, I'm, I'm developing, developing a product, it's going to take me so long to develop this product. So if it takes months longer to collect on receivables than the timeline to produce a product, uh, the business will be operating at a negative cash flow. So just kind of think about that. Okay, so I'm building up this inventory. It takes me two months to develop the inventory, but if it takes me three, four, five, six months to collect on the, uh, on, on, uh, the, the sale of that inventory, and if I'm doing that consistently, eventually, uh, and actually quite quickly, my business will run out of cash. That's why many, many times uh, that, uh, especially businesses in the startup phase, they'll go through and, and they'll get loans against their inventory, which is generally a, a higher risk loan, higher interest rate, and uh, it can really be a recipe for, for, uh, for trouble in the, uh, really, in the, even in the short term, if that is not managed well. So, um, uh, so if, it, if it takes months longer for a business to collect on receivables and the timeline to produce a product, the business will be operating at a negative cash flow until such time as there is enough margin retained in cash to eliminate the cash deficit. So uh, essentially, we're going to be working through this cycle until I have enough margin uh, in my, uh, the difference between what it costs for me to produce that product uh, and, uh, and I have to consider my overhead and the, uh, the receivable uh, what I'm selling the product for, there has to be enough margin there uh, eventually, hopefully, to get us to the point of being caught up and then kind of flip that thing on its head to where we actually have the cash on hand to be able to produce the inventory so uh, we can increase our cash flow. As I mentioned, some companies will resort to obtaining inventory loans uh, to cover the spread, uh, but this does lengthen the time that it will take for the business to have a positive uh, operating cash flow position.
So I know that was kind of a little bit meaty there and hopefully not overly confusing, but uh, kind of create, a, hopefully try to create that visual as to uh, the cash flow and what's going on as it relates to your receivables, your payables, and then some of the costs that are related to uh, producing your product or service. So for a business to start and remain in a positive operating cash flow position, managing its receivables is essential. So increasing cash flow by making sure invoices are remitted timely. I know in my business, uh, you know, when it was, I was a solopreneur years ago, uh, I just kind of just invoiced whenever. I didn't really much worry about it. Now that I have, I have an actual functioning business, I have employees, I have a lot more overhead, I have to make sure that my, uh, that my invoices are getting out timely and I'm staying on top of it. In my business, I don't do my billing, but if a, if a client hasn't paid, I'm going to be the one that's going to be reaching out and, and making that phone call or shooting that email out, sending those reminders out. I, uh, as a business owner, we have to stay on top of making sure that our invoices are remitted and that those invoices are paid. Uh, so we need to have a process and a person responsible for collecting the receivables. And, uh, and so if you, the business owner, aren't going to do it, you better have a point person that is going to be uh, making those difficult phone calls. Okay, uh, and, and making sure that you have that process in place. If someone hasn't paid, uh, what, is our, what is our process of communication? Staying on top of it. We get lazy on our receivable side. Eventually, uh, our cash is seriously going to be affected. So I have a process uh, and a person responsible for collecting receivables. Uh, we need to also be looking at decreasing our outflow of cash by keeping over, uh, overhead cost under control, eliminating as much as possible all non-essential expenses, and have a savings plan in place for future investment into the company for growth and health. Okay, so we don't, every time we want to go and expand our business, if we have to go and borrow somebody else's cash, okay, that's going to really affect our, our cash flow position. It's going to really lengthen the amount of time it's going to take for our business to become healthy. So be, making sure that even on the front end that we're looking at having some sort of a plan in place to be investing in the company. So our goal is to get to the point that we're never using debt, such as credit cards or unsecured lines of credit, to, make, to, to help our business stay in a positive cash flow position overall. Hopefully this, uh, uh, this podcast did bring you some value and encourage you, if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Belcon Business Podcast. Have a wonderful day.